Hey everyone, you tuned in to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing, brought to you by Omega Title, Marketplace Home Mortgage, and MVP Realty. Come on, let's go. Welcome everyone to the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. Once again, I am here with Derek Carlson, and I am Anthony Bermudez. Hey, it's good to be back, Anthony. Hey, uh, I'll tell <laughs> I you switch what, it up, man. No, no, no I hate it. I hate it. I, I got to tell you, I love doing these podcasts. The feedback has been tremendous. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is help agents break through, right? And, you know, as we've talked about before, there's three ways an agent can grow their business, right? Um, one of the ways is they can buy leads, Right, they mm-hmm. can they can literally go to Boomtown, Commissions Inc., Real Geeks, Realtor.com, Zillow, Trulia, and buy leads. And in fact, the return on investment is huge. Right, um, in some cases, you buy leads for thirty eight bucks a piece on Zillow. You get one hundred and eighty leads, cost you seven grand a month. But what the heck? You're closing seven or eight deals, making eight grand a piece. Yeah, that's fifty six thousand. Right, and all due respect, that's Pablo Escobar money. Um, the other way that you can grow your business, and I encourage this, especially for newer agents, is to join a team, right? And at the end of the day, the second way is pretty viable. I mean, you join a team, they spend all the money on marketing, and uh, that you grow your business by basically showing property and working within the team structure, and you have no out-of-pocket expenses, so every time you close a deal, you give a little commission check or a little split to the team leader. Um, regardless of either of those choices, I got to tell you, get yourself to a hundred percent commission company. And the reason being is if you're already going to have to spend money on buying leads every month, or if you're going to have to give that team leader a percentage, why would you want to give the broker any additional money than at all? right? Right. Because they're not the ones providing the business to you. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. What we're talking about is the third way to grow your business. Um, I call it the DIY way, the do-it-yourself, exactly. And what you're going to find is if you figure out how to do it yourself, and first of all, there's a hundred different ways, a hundred plus different ways to make money in real estate, right? So there's not just a limited amount of ways to do it yourself. There's many, many ways to, to make money in real estate. But the DIY way, once you figure that world out and you really get into the to the groove of generating leads on a day in and day out basis... I mean, we don't have agents generating leads for 38 bucks. We don't have agents that have to give 30 to 35 to 40% to a team leader. We have agents generating leads for $2, $3, 4 bucks a piece, right. which means that pretty much every agent, if they put in the time, they educate themselves, pretty much every agent in our industry can play in this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, very little out-of-pocket expense, uh, but here's the thing. You need somebody to show them how to do it, and I think that's what you and I are trying to do on these podcasts, the lead generation lab podcast is to, to teach agents like, listen, you can do this, right? Let us point you in the right direction. And then it's going to be up to you going forward. Right. So I'm excited about this week's topic. This week's talk. It's topic is a big one. Facebook ads, Facebook, the Facebook, Facebook. the Facebook, <laughs> uh, as a, as Zuckerberg used to say, and here's the deal. Um, you, you know, I talk about, uh, always choosing the right pond to yeah. fish in. One of my favorite quotes, and I've said this many times in the past, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day, you teach them how to fish, you feed them for the rest of their lives. The problem with that is what if they're fishing in the wrong pond, right? I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, 
maybe in my lifetime, okay? Facebook and Facebook ads is the biggest pond that you could ever imagine. Mm. There's literally like one that I can think of that's on par with that, and that's Google, right? Right, right. Google AdWords. Yep. But other than that, there is no real other pawn the size of Facebook ads. Now, what I love about this, and we're going to dive right into this. What I love about this is that you and I both know that consumers are now online, right? We see the change around us drastically. As I yep. mentioned in previous podcasts, we're dealing with a global population right now of 7.6 billion uh, consumers or people on the planet Earth. Well, 4 billion of that are internet users. 3.2 billion are social media users. Okay? So when I start talking about the pond, right, or the Facebook, it's not a pond, Anthony. It's the damn ocean, all of the ocean. It's all the water on the planet yeah, Earth And when you, when you look at the numbers. 3.2 billion are on social media. And and again, uh, I'm begging the agents that are listening right now, okay? Consumers are online and they're going online in a rapid pace. And, and, and I jokingly say this all the time is, where's the local Amazon.com? Mm-hmm. I've said that in the past. <laughs> there isn't one. However, that non-brick and mortar business or company called Amazon.com has put Toys R Us out of business. They've got Sears on the brink, Circuit City, bye-bye, right? Yeah. All because it's an online company. In fact, Cyber Monday's starting to do more business than Black Friday. Right. It's changed that play for a lot of other companies like Walmart. It's changed the, it's the whole thing. All day. of it. Yeah. All of it. So our con- it's not a matter of if our consumers are going to be going online. They're already there. Yep. Do you need more proof? <laughs> go Keep going. Uber. Uber. Yeah, the taxi industry has been in the uh, been around since the 1700s, since the horse and buggy. Yes, Uber comes around. I don't know, ten years ago, and puts a huge dent. <laughs> and guess what? They don't even own a damn car. Right. It's not even their. Pr- they own an app yeah. where people can press a button, and then a stranger comes picks you up. Right. That is killing, killing the taxi industry. Yeah. Um, and then one of my favorites, right? And, and again, I'm going to ask everybody that's listening right now, and I've talked about this in the past, but I'm going to do it again. I want you to ask yourself this question. If you watch more shows on Netflix or Hulu versus ABC, NBC, and CBS, okay? Raise your hand right now. <laughs> Look yourself in the mirror and raise your hand. Stop because, it. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the reality of it is we no longer live in a world of network TV. Netflix Netflix, which best, I'm sorry, Blockbuster Video laughed at a few years ago, studies show that by 2019, just next year, they will be the largest TV network in the world. And here's why. And I've said this in the past, and I'm going to say it again. I was a, uh, somebody that at 9 o'clock on a Thursday night, NBC told me that I needed to be in front of must-see TV to watch Seinfeld. And if I didn't show up at 9 o'clock on Thursday night, I missed that episode. No soup for you. Exactly. No soup for me, no Seinfeld for me. And it, and it goes like that through everything. Yeah, yeah. So the reality of it is, is why? Why did that happen? We live in an on-demand world. I want my information now. Right. I want to watch it when I want to watch it. And I don't care. Nobody's going to tell me that I need to be in front of anywhere. At nine o'clock at night. So the technology's changing. The consumer's habits are changing. We want it now and we want it instantly. 
Okay. So you've got to be online because that's the only way that you will get in front of the consumers by using the platform that they're on. And again, what I find crazy is that we all know that we live in an online world. Can somebody please explain to me why $80 billion was spent last year on television commercials? Oh, jeez. Really? So, so you've got smart marketing executives throwing good money at bad ideas. When's the last time you've actually sat there and watched a commercial other than maybe the Super Bowl? You don't. You fast forward uh, through the commercial. Um, you, you pick up your mobile device. You start searching things like Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. So the world's changed. And the biggest change that I can tell you is that I no longer believe that our world uh, trades on, on, on anything but one thing. Our world that we live in trades on attention. And everybody's fighting to get the attention of the consumer. The attention of the consumer is our new currency. And here's the deal. Every one of you, and you're probably listening to this on a mobile device. In 2018, that little computer that you hold in your hand called an iPhone, a Samsung, an Android, that controls the attention of our entire planet. It's like walking out of your house, going into a meeting, carrying with you the most sophisticated computer in the world. Well, guess what? Your buyers and your sellers have that access too. And I hate to say this, and I'm going to say it again because it is reality. If you are listening to this podcast right now and don't figure out how to put written words, audio, or video onto that mobile device by using platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, LinkedIn, by getting your website on things like Google.com or YouTube. If you can't get your message out to your consumers in 2018 by getting it onto that platform called a mobile device, you are going to become fundamentally irrelevant in your business. And if you don't believe me, go ask the taxi industry how scared they are. Go talk to the Toys R Us kids that are gone because of Amazon. Your new storefront is your website and the lead capture pages that you create. Your new storefront is your Facebook business page. And it's your job in 2018 to drive traffic to your storefront online. Now, with that said, let's go create the biggest storefront ever. And that you can do by going to the pond with the most buyers and sellers. We already know that nine, t- nine out of every 10 real estate searches begin on line. We know that buyers and sellers are online, but where are they online? Where are they? Facebook. Right. Facebook. Okay. So today we're going to talk about Facebook. We're going to talk about that pond. We're going to talk about why you should be on Facebook. And I'm going to give you some tips and advice now. There has been some major changes that have happened on Facebook that I'm going to go over and what I would do if I were you to combat those changes, okay? Now, with that said, how many members and how many people are in our global population are on Facebook? What do you think right now? 2.2 billion. Damn it. <laughs> I've been listening. You've li- li- been listening. It's <laughs> 2.2 billion, okay? And, and, and to anybody that's listening, okay? To anybody that's listening, I've got a serious question. 
And I've asked this question many times at live training events. Um, I've ha- I've done it in conversations with with agents one on one. I'm going to ask you listeners right now. How many of you are generating a hundred leads a month off of Facebook? Hmm. Seriously. Yeah. How many of you are generating a hundred leads a month off Facebook? Okay. How many of you are generating 50 leads a month or more off of Facebook? Okay, last one. How many of you are generating 25 leads a month or more off Facebook? I'm not talking about likes. These are actual leads that you're generating. Leads. How many of you are generating 25 leads a month off of Facebook? Let me ask you this. When you go to the when you give a presentation, when you're giving that Facebook, how many people? How many agents? I'll tell you right now how many okay. people raise their hand. Uh-huh. Okay? Because but the first thing before I give you the answer, I want you to answer that question for yourself. How many I generate 100 leads a month or more, 50 leads or more, or just even a measly 25 leads wow. a month or more? Because yeah. here's the deal, Anthony. What part of 2.2 billion do you not understand? Because you want to know what that answer is? Out of every 100 realtors that I've asked that question to in a live training, who's generated 100 leads or more out of 100 realtors? One hand goes up. Okay, 50 or more a month. Three hands go up. Okay, who in the class is generating 25 leads or more a month? Another three to four hands go up. Eight agents out of 100. Wow. Eight out of 100. So 92% of everybody that I've asked that question to don't raise their hand. On a platform that has 2.2 billion Buyers and sellers. Think about that. Anthony, I've talked about this in the past. 80% of our industry won't be here five years from now, according to statistics. And I've said it. It's not because they have too much business. People are going out of business in the real estate industry in five years. Okay? It's because of things like this. When you have 92% of the hands, when I ask that question, okay, and it's an honesty test, 92% can't even generate 25 leads a month off a platform that has 2.2 billion. Here's the deal. There is no competition. Right. You, you're not late. If you started this today, even though the Facebook has been around since 06, you're not late to the dance. You're damn early compared to the rest of the realtors that are not doing a freaking thing about this. $2.2 billion. And I am begging you, if you can hear the passion in my voice, this is the solution to get your family yeah. and yourself to that next level. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with an ocean of potential leads. And here's the deal, but nobody's ever showed me. Okay, that's wrong now because I'm telling you. Right. You could use that excuse up until a minute ago. Now, with what I just told you, the fact that there's no competition, it's now 100 Now, I'm going to give you some tips and advice, but all I'm doing is pointing you in the wet fountain of leads, yeah. and it's up to you to take a dip in that pond and to learn everything you can about this platform. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your family. If you don't have family, do it for your community. Make a shitload of money and give it back yeah. as charity. Yep. Because I'm going to tell you, not doing it and ignoring a platform of 2.2 billion people is the fastest way to find yourself out of business. That's unbelievable. That you, You're still having this platform for so many years and people haven't figured it out. 
They haven't figured it out. And I can say part of it is an industry problem that nobody showed them the way. Mm. But here's the deal. This isn't new. Everybody knows they should be on Facebook. Everybody knows that the consumers in a big way, even if you didn't know the number was 2.2 billion, you knew it was a big platform. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't, you're ignorant. Okay. The reality of it is, and here's why I put a huge emphasis on Facebook. Okay. There's substantial reciprocity across all the other major social media platforms if you market on Facebook. So one of the challenges I get is that agents come up to me. They're like, Derek, we only have 24 hours in the day. How the hell are we going to learn Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and YouTube and and Pinterest and LinkedIn, right? And I agree. You can't do it all. There's 100 plus ways to make money in real estate. You cannot do it all. Pick three. Expired listings, Facebook, Google AdWords. Facebook ads, open houses, neighborhood farming. Pick three things and master it. You know why? Experts get paid. But what I love about Facebook is that even if that was the only one that you mastered, the cross-pollination and reciprocity with the other social media platforms is huge. So I'll give an example. Did you know that Twitter users that also have a Facebook account is 90%. 90% of all Twitter users also have a Facebook account. That's critical because if you don't have enough hours in the day to, to focus on Twitter, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. As long as you got Facebook covered, you got them anyways. Okay, Snapchat. A lot of people are like, oh, I got to get involved with Snapchat. Maybe not. Maybe what you do is double down on Facebook and here's why. Snapchat users also have a Facebook account, 89%. 89% of all Snapchat users are also on Facebook, okay? 81% of all YouTube users are also on Facebook. 89% of all Pinterest users are also on Facebook. And 90% of all LinkedIn users are also on Facebook. So if you're going to say, hey, I can't learn it all. I need to master one thing. Mm -hmm. By you mastering Facebook, you're also going to capture those other audiences at like a 90% ratio. So focus on Facebook, Mm -hmm. okay? Focus on Facebook. Now, before we get into some ideas and strategies on how to uh, grow your business on Facebook, a couple of things to remember, a couple of statistics uh, that I want to, and demographics that I want to share with the the listener. First of all, uh, Facebook, 53% female users, 47% male. I love this stat here. The average Facebook user has 155 friends. So if you are able to generate that lead, do a great job, service that client where they close a deal successfully, guess who's going to tell on average 155 <laughs> friends right. to use you in the future for all the real estate needs. So that's that's a powerful component of uh, Facebook. Now, Facebook's not only a kid's kids game. 56% of online seniors age 65 and older are on Facebook. 63% are between the ages of 50 to 64. 74% of college graduates are on Facebook. Hmm. And here's one that I love. 72% of online users of an income more than 75 grand a year are on Facebook. That's important for the real estate industry because in most cases, you need financing. So the high income earners are on this platform as well. 
So you're going to be able to have the access to target them. Now, I'm going to give you some strategies. And, and, and as I promised, I'm going to give you some uh, ideas toward, towards the end of this on how to stay ahead of some of the changes because there has been recent changes on Facebook ads. So this training today is not only for uh, the newbies. This podcast is not only for the newbies pointing you to Facebook, but I'm going to give some value to the agents that the 8% that are actually already doing it. Right. All right. So what is Facebook ads? Facebook ads is what we call paid social. Uh, it's a prime example uh, of where we, we practice in the practice of advertising on the Facebook social network. Now with the highest number of monthly users of any social network in the world, Facebook has become highly competitive and lucrative from many industries and including the real estate industry. So how does it work? Okay. This is how Facebook works. You know, when the Facebook was created by Zuckerberg and Harvard back in 05, 06, it was obviously free. Same platform as, as it is today. And it's been free ever since for any members to become part of Facebook. It's been a free platform. There's not a monthly subscription. And for the longest time, for, for heck, four, five, six years, everybody was wondering, like, this is a nice platform and there's a lot of people using it. Mm-hmm. But how is Zuckerberg going to make money? It, it, it doesn't cost anything yeah. to create a user account. Um how are they going to make money? Yeah, what's the catch? What's the catch? The catch was you told them your life. Over the last, depending on how long you've been a member of Facebook, you've been telling Facebook everything about you. Mm. You've been telling Facebook, uh, let's start off when you filled out your, your profile to join the Facebook. You told them your job title. You gave them your birth date. You told them whether you were married or divorced. They knew what city you lived in, not only by what you typed in, but by your IP, your IP address. Mm-hmm. They, they knew your location, your GPS location. Um, and then over the years, you started liking things. They know everything you liked. If you liked Eminem, Pink, and Matchbox 20 and Maroon 5, he knows it. He knows every, uh, every restaurant you've checked into. If you posted anything during the recent election, Democrat, Republican, Independent, yeah. he categorized that. Wow. Everything you liked, everything you disliked, every comment that you've made, he, the Facebook and Zuckerberg, has been keeping a filing cabinet in California called you. And he kept quiet for many years. And then about six years ago, his evil master plan was implemented. He says, let's open up your filing cabinet in California, and we're going to see what you're all about. Oh, you like Tom Brady. Oh, you like going to the Outback Steakhouse. And he took all the information of you, and he went to advertisers, and he went to marketing experts, and he said, listen, I've got a filing cabinet. Let's use me as an example. Called Derek Carlson in California, and I know everything the guy likes. We're going to allow you as advertisers to sell him products that we already know that he likes. Think about this. How hard is it to sell somebody products and only products that they're already into, that they've already expressed interest in? See, in the world that we live in, Zuckerberg solved the number one problem because we freely gave him all of the information of what makes us us. Mm-hmm. He solved the number one problem. Nobody, nobody, Likes to be sold anything, but everybody loves to buy something. He filled that gap. He took all the advertisers. 
that sell stuff that only you like and he targeted that information directly to you in the form of you're minding your own business. I'm a Tom Brady fan. I'm on my news feed reading everything that you did this weekend and my mm-hmm. family. And here comes that Tom Brady jersey because he went to a, a marketing company or an advertiser that sells Tom Brady jerseys. And he said, hey, listen, there's like 800 people in Naples that likes Tom Brady. If you advertise to them, we'll charge you every time somebody clicks on your ad. You're not selling those jerseys to Peyton Manning fans or Eli Manning or Ben Roethlisberger. You're selling Tom Brady jerseys, Tom Brady fans. It doesn't get any more beautiful that in the world of marketing. So what does Facebook know about me? They know that I love the Patriots. They know that I love Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time, the Red Sox, the Celtics. They know that in the past year I visited and traveled to L.A., Boston, Blue Ridge, Las Vegas, Chicago. They know my job title because I freely told them, CEO, realtor. They know that I checked in recently to the Capitol Grill or when the Avengers movie came out. They know I checked mm-hmm. into Paragon Theaters. They know I have two kids. They know every group that I joined, Keto Diet, right? You ever hear of the Keto Diet, Anthony? I think so, yeah. All right. Eat a lot eat, of meat. You eat no carbs, and that's all I know about that. <laughs> but they know that you're in the Keto Diet Jeez, if you're in that, right? Man. They know everything that I've ever liked. And here's the deal. This is where Facebook got themselves in trouble. They also not only went with what I told them freely on their platform, Zuckerberg said, we want more information on Derek. And they went out and bought things from third parties like Experian. Yeah. He knows my credit score. He right. knows when I bought my home. He knows my income. <laughs> the guy, so, so, but he got himself in trouble with that. We'll talk sure, about that sure, in a minute. Sure. Now, the reality of it is, Okay, the reality of it is he knows everything about me, more mm. than any friend could ever know about right, me. Right, exactly. And then he goes to marketing experts, like all of you realtors out mm. there, marketing experts, and sells product. Okay, So how easy would it be to sell me Tom Brady jerseys, Capital Grill, Groupons, two for one, that ad comes up, real estate leads for four bucks, 21 pilot tickets for $80, Tom Brady auto... It's very easy to sell somebody something they already like, mm-hmm. okay? Now, since Facebook knows everything about me, it's not that hard to sell me what I like. And here's the deal. How do I know that they know everything about me? Well, a couple months ago, Zuckerberg was brought in front of Congress. Yeah, you should. <laughs> sipping on that water. Oh, sweating. <laughs> yeah. He was sipping on that tea, right? Like like nothing to see yeah, here, right? And uh, he, he, they, they basically, uh, I'll never forget one of the uh, congressmen or senators, I don't know who, one of the guys um, asked him, so Mr. Zuckerberg, do you mind sharing with everybody what hotel you stayed at last night? Because <laughs> obviously part of the right. Facebook knows where I stayed at the hotel last right. night. And if I didn't tell them, my GPS on my phone did. Right. Even though I didn't inherently tell them I, by checking in. He knew that I was at the Hilton in West Palm Beach, right? right? So so Zuckerberg, like, big gulp down his throat. Right. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> and for a couple days, yeah. they just beat the shit out of him. Right, they did. So here's the deal. Uh, Facebook, there's a lot of things that have changed in the platform. Um, there's a lot of things that are staying the same. The Inherently, the number one thing that's changing is all of that third-party data, Experian, how much money you make, okay. okay? how many years you lived in your house, likely to move, whether you're a first-time home buyer or not. 
all a lot of the categories are changing. Okay. Now here's the deal though. With changes comes a little bit of adversity you're going to have to get over. So if you're one of the eight agents, for a lot of you, you don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. Right. Because you never <laughs> did it, right? 92, the 92. So, so the 92%, you're only going to learn it from this way going forward. Yeah. For the eight of you out of every hundred that actually knows what I'm talking about, a couple of the categories, a lot of the real estate categories are going away, likely to move. Wow. Uh, are you a first-time home buyer? Wow. Your income, so you just can't target them based on income anymore. That's going away. Pretty much everything that he was buying from a third party. Why? Russia, elections, whatever, whatever. I'm not really going to get into that. But here's what's not going away, Anthony. The 2.2 billion people. Absolutely. Uh, one of my top agents that is part of the 8% that does generate over 100 leads a month. He called me on a Sunday night right after this happened. He's like, uh, hey, Derek, uh, Facebook stock dropped by 20% over the last couple of days. And you saw Zuckerberg. And Zuckerberg is... In, in a lot of my business, a lot I'm going to sell 50 homes this year, man. And a lot of my deals, like four or five closings a month, come from Facebook leads. And now I'm done, man. I'm done. Now, he called me. If he was in front of me, I would have slapped him in, right. into to reality. And I said, I said to him, I said, okay, I could see that you're nervous. Let me ask you this. He's like, what? When did you find this information out? He says, Friday. Okay, fair enough. How many times did you log into Facebook in the last three days? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Did you change your habits at all? Right. Well, no. I go on it 10 times a day, 15 times a day. Did you stop posting at all? No. I. Did you go on there to read all the other people's stuff? Yeah. It's, uh, and I said, so it's pretty safe to say that you're addicted to Facebook. Yeah. Well, yeah. So regardless of what happened to Zuckerberg, Congress, the stock drop in 20% or whatever it was, the consumer habits, your consumer habits did not change at all. Mm-hmm. He says, no. I said, so it's safe to say the other 2.2 billion people, me, my mom, we went on it the same amount of times that we yeah. did the previous weekend. Right. Yes. So what are you worried about? What are you worried about? Until Facebook starts charging a monthly fee to be part of that company, to have a membership, to have a username and password, don't worry about it because the 2.2 billion people, nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. Nothing. We're just going to have to adapt on the way that we run our ads. Um, so here's the deal. Since it's the number one social media platform in the world, 2.2 billion people, I'm going to go into like the mindset of running Facebook ads. Okay. What do I mean by the mindset is it's the, before you even open up your Facebook account to create an ad, you have to have the conversation with yourself. And the very first question that you need to ask yourself is, what am I trying to sell? I don't want you to think about the consumer who you're trying to sell to. What am I trying to sell? And you can't just say real estate. Are you trying to sell condos? Are you trying to sell your listings or maybe your company listings? Are you trying to sell new construction? Are you trying to target ads like maybe branding yourself as somebody That is going to go and help school teachers by offering a program to them. What are you trying to sell? So I'm going to go over a couple things of what you could potentially start with of what you're trying to sell on Facebook ads. First one, new construction neighborhoods. Okay. The biggest challenge that I see buyers agents have is they're like, well, we have nothing to advertise because I don't have any listings. Wrong. Wrong. 
You don't need listings in 2018 to generate hundreds of leads a month, okay? What you need to do is think outside the box. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'll give you an example. In Naples, Naples, Florida, there's got to be at least 60 developments going on in every in, in that in that community. And in every single neighborhood in Naples, there's probably eight different floor plans. Mm. 60 times eight is 480. I'm sorry. What the hell am I talking about? 200 and I don't know. Anthony. 60 times eight. You know, it's, it's 480. Uh, yeah, 480. Yeah, 480. I was thinking four. 480 floor plans. And you can market every one of them because guess who would love to have you bring that lead into their sales center? The builder. Right. Right? So just because you don't have any listings, damn it, do new construction. Now, here's a little tip. I wouldn't, I'd market the floor plan. I'd market the amenities of that new construction neighborhood or that floor plan that you're trying to sell for three seventy nine nine. Mm-hmm. What I wouldn't market is the name of right. the builder or the name of the neighborhood. And here's why. You need to have the client have a reason to call you, right? Yep. And if you tell them what the neighborhood is or if you tell them who the builder is, they're going to just open up another browser and go research it themselves. Mm-hmm. So new construction neighborhoods. What else can you advertise on Facebook? You can farm a neighborhood. Remember the old days where to farm a neighborhood, you used to have to send out a postcard to every single home in that development? Yeah. Not anymore. And save your money. Instead of spending a buck a postcard to try to capture, you know, 600 people that live in the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. run a Facebook ad. And here's what you can do is you could take the little pin where they ask you, where would you like to advertise? And you can drop it right on the neighborhood. Okay. Okay. And you can go on one mile radius, two mile radius, five mile radius. And next thing you know, you're running an ad where you're offering a free CMA report to every homeowner in the neighborhood. Maybe you're offering uh, or your ad says something to the extent of find out what your neighbor's home sold for last month or last week or yesterday. Maybe you're going to brand yourself as the neighborhood expert, right? You can target neighborhoods. The other thing, what else can you market? You can market your listing. You can market your listing. Again, in the old days, you would be pretty much regulated to, to advertise in your own listings and what, the classified ads? Mm-hmm. Or maybe the Homes and Land magazine or some real estate magazine? Not anymore. You can literally say to yourself, who is the type of clientele that would buy this listing? So for example, if you have a listing in an over 55 community, you can target everybody in Naples over 55, okay, for that listing. Let's say that you say to yourself, you know what? The people that currently own this property are are, uh, are doctors. Mm. Well, that's a clue. Maybe what you want to do is target everybody in within a five-mile radius of your property that are also doctors as far as the job title goes. Um, market your listings. Um, studies show that the majority of the people that would be interested in your listing come from within a five-mile radius of the property. So so if you just ran an ad and put in the street address and went out five miles as far as a five-mile radius, you'll be able to advertise your open houses that way. You'll be able to target consumers that are already familiar with the neighborhood. Because let's face it, I live in North Naples, right? I'm not going to move to South Naples, right? So advertise it in the classified section or advertise it just generically, you're not targeting the right person. 
I'm going to see your ad and not be interested. But if you targeted me on Facebook, this North Naples listing, well, now I'm going to take a look. Okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. It just, sound, it just sounds like with, with Facebook, it allows you to give you the power to be specific in your target marketing as far as the people that you Absolutely. want to. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about it. I, I got another one for you. Referrals from okay. other realtors. In the old days, to connect with other realtors, you used to have to go to networking events. And it's like, hey, let's let's do business together. Yeah. Right? I know a guy. You know a guy. Let's do right, business. Right, right, right. It was more belly to belly. Right now, you could run an ad. And say, you know what, Facebook, run my ad. It's called my agent-to-agent connect referral program. And since I'm at 100% commission company, I don't have to give 25%. Right. I'll offer 35%. Right. And uh, give me everybody in Illinois, Ohio, Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, and uh, New Jersey. Give me everybody with the job title of realtor. <laughs> and now you're targeting all the realtors up north to send that business down to you in Florida. That's another great ad. Very inexpensive. Very inexpensive. And next thing you know, you take the top seven feeder states for Florida, and now you're targeting the realtors. Because guess what? They're selling those homes up there. Right. Like my brother's a realtor in Massachusetts. He's selling my parents' home. Why? So they can move to Florida. He'd love to connect with a realtor down here. Mm -hmm. But don't wait for that phone call. Put yourself in front of that realtor's face up north, right? Here's another ad that you can run. Target consumers based on their job title. So, for example, here's one that was very, very successful. Southwest Florida, or let's call it Color County School Teacher Home Buyer Assistance Program. And the ad was designed specifically for school teachers where the um, you're targeting school teachers they fill out the lead capture form you get the lead you call them and how's that program work well i don't know if you know this but the county might have programs where they can get special financing or some of their closing go find those programs and then bring those programs right to the school teachers because now you're helping them maybe because you're at a hundred percent commission company you're going to give a, a $1,000 towards closing costs yep. for, if you're a school teacher. Call it your, your school teacher home buyer assistance program. How cool is it to help form a military or people actively involved in the military? Find out all about VA loans and then target everybody that's in the military or first responders or firefighters. Will you offer these, these, these special incentives yeah. where if they buy a home using your services... They're going to get this, right. which could be a credit at closing, a free one-year home warranty, et cetera. What else can you target? Businesses. Businesses. So, for example, Hertz moved into the area recently. Well, you could do it one of two different ways. What I would have done, long right when I hit the newspaper that Hertz um, was moving into southwest Florida, I would have created an ad calling, uh, calling myself the Astero Florida Hertz real estate specialist. And I would said I would have said, Facebook, give me everybody that has a job title of manager that currently works at Hertz. Okay? Um, and then I would have targeted them. Why? They were all moving, I think it was out of New Jersey and down to, to Florida. I would have became part of Hertz hiring process where they come on down, 
I drive them around. I show them the beaches. Mm-hmm. I show them the hospitals. I show them the neighborhoods. And hopefully with the goal that I'm introducing them to Naples because their company decided to relocate them, right? Yeah. Same thing with big companies. We've got another big company down here, Arthrex. You know what? Give me everybody Facebook. I'm going to run an ad. My Arthrex Home Buyer Assistance Program. Everybody that works at Arthrex is going to get $1,000 credit towards their closing costs. Something like that. Now you're running ads specifically directly to, and the ad even says, do you work at Arthrex? Because Facebook told you that information that they right. worked at Arthrex. Right, right, right. Okay, what else? This is possibly one of my favorites. People who recently visited a zip code. Wow. Okay. Now, why is that important? In Naples, Florida, we have an area that I call the high rent district. Okay. It's where you have two, three, four million dollar homes. The zip code's 34102. You could literally go to Facebook and say, Facebook, I want to target everybody that recently visited, not the people that live there. You could target people that live there, but I want them on recently visited. And now that person got on a plane, went back to Minnesota in the middle of the winter, cold, negative 10 degree weather. Mm -hmm. And now I'm targeting them with ads. Right. Hey, remember me in Naples? Would you like to buy in Naples? They were just in Naples a week ago. They recently visited the 34102 zip code or Naples. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like politely you're stalking them when they go back north. Right, Right. And guess what? When they are up north and it's negative five degree weather, they're dreaming of getting back to Naples. And now you just put in front of their nose a beautiful ad of somebody playing golf in January in Minnesota right in front of their eyes. But guess what? The photo's not from Minnesota. It's from sunny southwest Florida. Okay. We talked about neighborhood farming, target seller leads. Here's one for you. Target first-time homebuyers. You could literally take that pin where they ask you where does the ad want to run and drop it on a complex, an apartment complex. And here's what I would do is I would say, okay, Facebook, I'm going to drop the pin right on this apartment complex and everybody within a mile radius of that building. I know that a one bedroom in that apartment complex rents for 1600 a month. And I'm going to advertise this listing directly across the street. That's a two, two condo. And by the way, to buy that, if they get approved for credit, it's $1,300 a month. And I'm going to run an ad that says, why rent when you can own this two-bedroom, two-bath directly across the street? And you do that by, again, targeting the apartment complex. And you're running ads that says, hey, listen, you should be renting versus, I mean, I'm sorry, you should be buying your home or condo versus renting an apartment. Right. Okay. Last two things that I would target if I were you. So we talked about new construction, farm in a neighborhood, advertising your listings, uh, custom lists. This is where you can take your past database that you've been generating all these leads over the year, whether you bought them or not, all these leads that you've been generating over the years, like at open houses, whatever, and you can upload it to Facebook as your custom list. Oh. So I'll give an example. I have a database of over 50 thousand names phone numbers email addresses i uploaded that as a list called Derek's dirty old lead list it's an excel spreadsheet okay i uploaded it to facebook mm-hmm. 
And what did Facebook do? They went out to the 2.2 billion people and tried to cr- uh, cross-reference everything based on phone number, based on email. And they came back to me and said, Derek, out of all of your leads, the 50,000 plus, we found 13,000 members on Facebook. Right. Now... Wow. I can target those. So just because awesome. only a handful of people might have bought from me, right. I'm now putting my message in front of them on the platform that they use over and over again called Facebook. Yeah. So they may have met me at an open house. They may have been on my website at one point or another. But now I'm constantly putting my message in front of their attention, which is social media. Um, it's critical because the average consumer right now goes on seven realtor websites before calling a realtor and wanting to use them to help them buy or sell a house. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. If you're the one agent out there that took that lead and started retargeting it and your ads back to that person, right. subliminally, you're putting that seed in their head, almost like the movie Inception, where they keep seeing your ad. Mm-hmm. They don't see the other six agents. They see you. That's going to give them the perception that you're the top agent in town. That's going to give them the perception that they need to call you. You're basically brainwashing them into the idea of you are their realtor because you keep targeting them with that ad. The last thing, and again, these are all ideas. I'm sure you're going to come up with 50 more. But the last thing I would like to mention is when I first moved to Florida from Massachusetts, uh, my first seven months of real estate was hell. Made no money. I was doing open houses. Had no direction, no guidance. Nobody would outwork me. But I didn't have somebody like me telling me the direction of building a business. Mm -hmm. Right? And let's face it, the internet wasn't really thriving at that point. So in the old days, I made the excuse that says the reason why I'm not being successful is because I don't know anybody in Naples. That's what I told myself. That was a bullshit story. Period. End of story. Because I figured it out, obviously. Today, in Facebook's world, you can't do that anymore. You can't. I don't care if you just moved to Orlando yesterday or Tampa or Naples yesterday from Massachusetts. Wherever you moved, you can no longer use the excuse that you don't know anybody. And here's why. Facebook, if I were you, I'll use myself as an example. I came from Massachusetts. I get off the plane. I have my real estate license. The very first thing I would have done is I would have went to the local New England sports bar, the Boston one in Beer Na- Boston Beer Garden in Naples, exactly. And I would have talked to the owner or the manager, and I would have said, hey, listen, here's the deal. I'd like to host this Sunday at 1 o'clock a New England Patriots versus New York Jets viewing party. Can I do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll help you. What do you need? See that long table over there where it fits about 20 people? I need that. Right. I need to make sure you're pumping in the Patriots game. Okay, obviously, we're a Patriots bar. Can you get me two-for-one appetizers? Yeah. You're going to bring in 20 people? Sure. How about two-for-one drink specials? Yeah, sure. How about this? Can you give me two gift cards that I can use as a raffle where maybe you give me a $50 gift card, but we do it 50-50 where I give you 25 bucks? Mm-hmm. All in... You might spend 100 bucks on this. Once you get the date, then you go to Facebook and you create an event on Facebook. They have this thing called events. Wow, okay. And you create an event called the Patriots Viewing Party this Sunday. Unbelievable. Then you take that ad, that event, not an ad, that event, 
and you go to Facebook ads and you say Facebook and Zuckerberg, <laughs> I'm, ho- I'm new to the area. I'm going to give me everybody in Naples that likes the New England Patriots over the ages of 21. You don't need kids there. Okay, Derek, that's uh, 8,000 people. Jeez. Great, great. Okay, give me everybody also. I want to go deeper with this. Give me everybody that not only likes the Patriots, give me everybody that likes Tom Brady's page. Okay, that's another gazillion people, right? Then what I do is I take that event and I send it out to them. Might cost me 40 bucks. Other people moving into the area just like you from Massachusetts trying to network with other people from New England, New Englanders, will go to that event. And guess who's the mayor that Sunday? You. (laughs) Okay? But here's the thing. That's one example. There's nothing like camaraderie between uh, between new people that meet each other, that common bond, like sports. Right. But here's the deal. If you're a fitness guru, like we have an agent right now that does bodybuilding competition, she could easily, if she was new to the area, say, give me everybody in Naples between the ages of 25 and 44 that likes bodybuilding. Do the same thing. Right. But instead of BBG, she's doing a CrossFit special thingy-majiggy. Right. Let's say you like yoga. Go find a yoga instructor that costs 30 bucks an hour. You use their studio. You do the same thing. Right. You have a class for everybody that in Naples that likes yoga. And now you're the mayor yep. of that event. And guess what? As you're cheering them on at the game or you're with them at the game watching it, whether your team wins or lose, there's nothing that's going to create a better bond than having a like-minded Patriots, yoga, fitness, whatever it is. Right. Okay. And I'm telling you, that's what I would do if I were new uh, today. I would start off with that. Wow. Okay. So we talked about what you can advertise. Now we're going to get into a little bit more meat of Facebook ads. And I'm going to go deep here. This is going to be a, 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 a longer podcast, but here's it's the deal. Needed. It's needed. Okay. And I always laugh. You, you, your trainings, your trainings are long, and your your train, your podcast is long, dude. I'm trying to teach you how to make hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions. Seriously, you yeah. got doctors going to school for 14 years. I think you can hang with me for another 20 minutes. Right. Right. So, anyways, the next thing you want to determine is there's three different methods or campaigns that I would suggest running on Facebook. The first one's called traffic. So when you when you get into creating your ad and you determine what you're going to sell, the very first question they're going to ask you is what kind of campaign do you want to run? Mm-hmm. You're going to select either one of these three things. The first one, traffic. That is where you take your lead capture page that you created for whatever you're trying to sell, okay? And you only pay when somebody clicks on that ad and gets brought over to that lead capture page. You're bringing that traffic to some sort of a website off of the Facebook platform. Lead capture. Right? Lead capture page, website, whatever. I would encourage you to use a lead capture page. We'll talk about that. The second thing or the second type of campaign that I would look into is the one called lead generation. That's where Zuckerberg gives you a lead capture page built oh, okay. into Facebook. Wow. So okay. you don't have to go over to listingsleads.com right. or okay. whatever, okay? Right, right. It's built into Facebook. I'll tell you the pros and cons of all this. The third one is when somebody clicks on your ad, it's called messages. They don't go over to your website, to your lead capture page, or even the the one that Zuckerberg created for you. Facebook Messenger opens up. Mm, And I'm going to talk about that 
in, in a second. So the first one, traffic. This is where you're driving traffic to a lead capture page that you created. Now, the lead capture system that we use that I highly recommend is listenstoleads.com. We call it L2L. Why? Well, for, you know, for the people, for the agents at my company, I give this to them for free. Uh, but the way that we use it, it's $110 a month if you wanted to, if you weren't part of my company. Okay. But still, it's money well spent. Why? You can create unlimited lead capture pages. You want to create a lead capture page, a landing page, a squeeze page for new construction? Boom. You can do it in three minutes. Okay. So this is where if you select traffic, okay, the next, and you can create, I mean, you could create lead capture pages for anything. Get a free list of all the pet friendly communities in Naples. Mm-hmm. Get a free, uh, I, the Collier County teacher program where they click on the ad. Next thing you know, they're going over to lead capture page. Yeah. Um, things like that. Just listed open houses, etc. Now that's traffic. If you select lead generation, they click on your ad. Then it goes over to Zuckerberg's lead capture page, the one that he can give you built in to Facebook. Now, why do I like that? I like that for one big reason. If you selected traffic and you send them to your lead capture page, I'm going to warn you. It's a numbers game. You might get a lead from Mickey Mouse, Bruce Lee, Bugs Bunny, where people put in fake names. Okay. It happens. If you choose Zuckerberg's, he gives you their real phone number and their real email address. Wow. The one on file with their Facebook account. Jeez, okay. Huge advantage. Big. No more fake leads. Right. And here's the thing. Since you're on the platform, the consumer's just going click, 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 give me the information. They're not even reading anything. The ease of use is much, much greater. Yes. Because you stay on Facebook. It's it's more trustworthy than sending them to anywhere else. But here's the problem. Zuckerberg missed a, a huge, huge thing when it comes to online marketing. When a lead comes in, he forgot to notify you. Oh, okay. So huh. he literally dumped your lead onto some 1985 Excel spreadsheet somewhere on your Facebook business page. No text notification, no email notification. However, he recently fixed this kind of. It's where you can take your CRM system, AWeber, MailChimp, LionDesk, and tie it into this. Okay. So what happens is those systems go in and extract the lead, and they notify you. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. If you don't have a CRM system, though, do not use the category called lead generation. Why? You and I both know if you don't call these leads back within five minutes, okay, yeah, right, right, they right. get stale, they get Very wasted, stale. things like that. Okay. okay? The last one. So that's traffic. Then you got lead generation. The last one, Facebook Messenger. The person clicks on the ad. They see your ad. And instead of going over to your lead capture page or to the Zuckerberg lead capture page that he creates for you, it opens up in Messenger. Now, why do I love that? I love that because we live in a world where, as a consumer, I want it now. Right. I do not want to fill out another form. I want to talk to a live human. Okay, well, guess what? I'm in the middle of the woods somewhere showing property out in the middle of the, we have a place in Naples called the estates. Okay. And all of a sudden the notification goes off. Oh, somebody's asking me a question on messenger. Well, obviously you can answer them no matter where you are in a matter of seconds. 
Okay? But here's the thing. And Google this. Go to YouTube and read up on this. You can actually set up bots. Auto bots. Okay. B-O-T-S. So when the consumer says, I want to learn more information, an automatic response comes up from you. They think that you're communicating with them. Where it says, hi, how can I help you? And then they have two choices. Send me the brochure on this new construction. Or would you like me to call you? Okay. They pick which one they want. When they, se- when they select send brochure, another auto, bo- auto responder comes up. The next thing you know, the consumer thinks they're having a conversation with you. <laughs> For all they know, you're sleeping somewhere. Right. Right? And here's why that's important. Number one, remember, if they message you, they're a real person. They did it on their Facebook account. Right. Number two. You can set up the autoresponder slash autobots or bots, chatbots they call them, where a lot of the work are weeding out. You can set up autoresponders where they think you're the one responding. Oh, wow. So they give you like already preordained like questions. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. When you say yes, it goes here. When you say no, it goes there. Wow. And they're having this conversation with a a robot. Right. Okay. (laughs) But the key is, is at the end of the day, I like it because of the here and now. Instant. Consumers want instant, you know, put it this way. Um, I don't want to wait for anything. Yeah. And how many times have you uh, been on Twitter and all of a sudden, wait a minute, there's an earthquake going on right now in L.A. Right. There's no waiting for it to hit the real news. Time. It's real time. You might even see tweets from somebody in the damn earthquake. Right. Right. right? That's the world we live in. That's yeah. the level of expectation. So I love Facebook Messenger. Go Google and research that as much as possible. Okay. So, so we answered, what are we going to sell? New construction. We answered then, which th- three are we going to do? Traffic, lead generation, or messenger? Mm-hmm. We're going to use traffic, okay? Now, the third question. Where do you want your ad to run? Um, here's some choices. Everyone in this location. You can put a street address. You can put in a city a state, a country, a zip code. Give me everybody in this location. Okay. People who only live in this location. So not the people visiting. So why would that be important? Well, if I'm running an ad for everybody who lives in the 3411 zip code, and it's an ad to try to get seller leads, I don't want that ad going to somebody that's visiting from Minnesota Mm -hmm. that currently has their cell phone at some restaurant in the 34110 zip code, right? So I only want people who live in this location. Or forget that, let's go the opposite. People recently in this location, or here's the last one, people currently traveling in this location. Let me tell you how that worked out for one of my agents. Interesting. So one of my agents ran an ad that said, I would like to target this luxury new construction high-rise uh, condo complex that the average price is $2 million a piece. She says, I want to take this ad and target people currently traveling in the 34102 high-rent district. And they could do that. Yes. So the guy that she got, because she got a deal off, she made $60,000 wow. off of this deal. The guy was sitting in the restaurant called Chops on Fifth Avenue. You're right. Yes. He's waiting, minding his own business. <laughs> he was currently traveling in the 34102. Jeez. Okay? He, the ad comes up. He calls her 
and says, hey, I'm right around the corner. Can I meet you over there to go see this new development? No way. She meets him like an hour and a half later because he was here. Yeah, he was. He wasn't up in Minnesota. Wow. Next thing you know, he puts under the contract. She makes sixty grand on that deal, okay. all from one ad of targeting people traveling in that location. <laughs> so it's wild. Yeah. Okay, it's wild. It works. So you can target by state, city, zip. Uh, drop the pin on a street if you're doing an open house and give everybody within a four, five mile, four mile, two mile, one mile radius. You can target based on neighborhoods. You have to choose where you want your ad to run. Now here's the where things are changing. The next three things you need to determine is you already chose what you want to add, what your ad's going to be. You already chose where you want your ad to run and what type of ad traffic, uh, lead generation, or, or messenger. Now, here's the thing. What does that consumer look like? So I'll give you an example. I want to sell jerseys to everybody that is lives in Naples in this zip code that likes Tom Brady. I'm not going to select under demographics, interests, or behavior people that like Eli Manning, right? So in the next question, who are you targeting? There is a consumer, demographic, interest, or behavior, those three things that you can target. Now, this is some of the things that is changing though. As of August 15th, some of these categories are going away, likely to move, whether they were a first-time home buyer or not. Okay, um, income levels, that stuff's going away. Everything that Zuckerberg had to buy from a third party, Experian or wherever he was buying this data, right. is going away. What's not going away is all the demographics of what the consumer freely put in on their own. Everything they've liked, their age, their profile information. Every comment they've made, and so forth and so on. I mean, yeah, this is really unbelievable. Uh, you know, he's pretty. Seems like he's kept a lot of the things going, but these additional ones was because of Congress, or yes, okay. He got rid of the any. He Congress doesn't want him targeting consumers that didn't ask for this information okay. to be sent to them. Zuckerberg should not know somebody's income. Zuckerberg should not know that that person bought their house six years ago. Mm. All he should know is the information that you and I provided him on his own platform. Got it. Okay? Because we never asked them to target me on any of the other stuff. Right. If I didn't put it in that platform or like something or check in somewhere or they didn't pick up anything that I commented on, he shouldn't have been targeting us. And that's what Congress is saying. And that's what changed. So there's still a ton of categories, though. Yeah, I see that. Um so you obviously you have the locations that you can target, uh, work whether you work in the healthcare industry, okay. nurse, military, retail, uh, your work related, your relationship statuses. What does a divorced couple need to do? Yeah, relocate. Relocate. Maybe Find maybe sell the house and yep. get two more new houses. Absolutely. Yep. So you can target people based on a relationship status. What does a newlywed couple have to do? Uh, maybe buy a, house. Moon, oh, yeah. Yeah. buy a house. Buy a house, yeah. right? So things like that, life events. Every all this information was freely added under the demographics category. Oh. There's two other categories though that are really taking this home: interests and behaviors. Interests would be like hobby activities, okay. entertainment, what industry they're uh, interested in, f- what food they like. So, for example, if I owned a pizza place, I can come in here and say, Zuckerberg, I own a pizza place in Naples. 
Give me everybody in Naples that likes pizza. Right. And he comes up with this list. And now you can target your pizza oh, place. So, right. so that's all based on interests, fitness and wellness, sports and outdoors, shopping and fashion. So wow. uh, let me ask you this. Let's say, you know, obviously they took the income away. One of the things that you're going to have to do is be a little bit smart about this. There's high wealth individuals, right, that make $2 million a year. They like certain products that the average consumer doesn't like. I'll give you an example. Lamborghini. Right. McLaren. Give me everybody in Naples that's like, that likes McLaren. You can still target your ad towards the wealthy consumer. They're just not going to make it easy for you anymore. Yeah. So you're going to have to zig when they told you to zig. And unfortunately... I'm, they're not going to make it easy, but you can still target the person. Right. You're just going to have to think outside the box. Behaviors, okay? Behaviors are going to be what mobile devices do they use? Uh, are they involved in any charities? Okay. What's their job role? Um, uh, business-to-business type of stuff, travel, purchasing behaviors, things like that. There's literally three categories of page after page after page of demographics, interests, and behaviors that you can now target these ads. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go into how to go overcome the August 15th change because a lot of things changed in the world of Facebook on August 15th. That's when Zuckerberg finally made a decision to get rid of some categories that realtors were using. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what's the return, the potential ROI on a Facebook ad campaign? Let me go over that with you. The way that Facebook ads can be set up is pay-per-click. PPC. Every time somebody clicks on your ad, you give Facebook a little bit of money. Okay. Now I told you earlier and I, and I told the listeners earlier that your website and your lead capture pages is not that that's your store. That's your storefront. Yeah. It's your job to drive traffic to your storefront in the forms of what clicks. So there's, and I'm a firm believer that you got to follow the stats and usually the stats will show and put a light on what you should be doing. Here's the stats in the world of online marketing on Facebook. Let's use a thousand clicks, a thousand visitors to your website, your real estate website or lead capture pages. Studies have been done that in the real estate industry, the average cost per click is $1.81 a click. Let's do the math so we can figure out the ROI. A thousand clicks at a dollar eighty one a piece is eighteen hundred and ten dollars. Well, the average conversion from traffic or clicks visitors to the point they fill out the lead capture form or give you their name, email address, and phone number is eight percent. That's according to Zillow, Trulia, anybody that's ever run any lead capture forms in a big way. The average conversion from click, they went to the site, to somebody actually taking the action and filling out the form is 8%. So if you have 1,000 clicks, 8% of that is going to equal 80 leads. 80 leads, if you follow up relentlessly, 7 to 12 times, you should close 4% of that. I'm talking about relentless follow-up, a minimum of 7 to 12 times. You should close 4% of that or 3.2 deals. Three or four deals. Let's call it three. Let's round it down. Well, three deals, the median house price in Naples is over 300 grand. 
You're not a hundred percent company. The average commission check is is three percent, let's say, mm-hmm. as an example. That means for every three hundred thousand dollar deal you close in Naples, Florida, you're gonna get a nine thousand dollar check. Three closings times nine grand a piece is twenty seven thousand dollars in commission. Anthony, how much did that twenty seven thousand cost me? Oh, it cost you eighteen hundred ten dollars. Exactly. So you're looking at what at least uh, ten times more. I mean, I, I mean, thousand percent return on investment 15, at least. Yeah, I mean more. Fifteen hundred percent. Fifteen hundred. Give or take. Yeah, that's Pablo Escobar money. It is. But here's the thing, that's the average average right. cost per click on a one eighty one is dollar eighty one a click. Imagine if you got to the point like my agents have where they're not paying a dollar eighty one a click. They're paying twenty five cents. Jeez. Where it's not costing you eighteen hundred ten dollars, it's costing you two hundred and fifty bucks right. to get the same thousand to get the same twenty seven thousand in commission. Here's the thing: you close those deals, you put more money back into the machine, right? Back into the monster. You feed the monster, right? So now you're not investing two hundred fifty a month or eighteen hundred a month. You're doubling down, right? Next thing you know, you're not selling four homes a month. You're selling eight, and you just keep feeding the machine. This is one of those things that more means more. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now, the ROI on lead generation is better than anything I've seen, period. Better than owning a franchise, better than selling a product. There is nothing like generating a a lead for a couple bucks and turning that into a $9,000 commission check. Okay? Now, with that said, there's a couple things I want to go over. So we talked about what are you going to sell. We talked about uh, the three different types, traffic, lead generation, and obviously messenger. We talked about where those ads are going to be placed. Now we're going to talk about the science of Facebook ads. There are basically four types of Facebook ads that you can run. Analytical, those are market statistics types of ads. Emotional ads lifestyle or emotional copy we'll talk about that hyper local ads which has in the ad itself local imagery neighborhood shout outs things like that and then a thing called social proof just listed just sold so let's talk about the first one what is an analytical ad an analytical ad provides data to the consumer so for example 67 percent of homes sold in 2018 Sold above asking price. Could okay. yours. Wow. Chart and graphs in the ad. Showing okay. what's been going on in the marketplace. Because consumers love to know what the hell's happening. It encourages fact finding. And then your thing is click the ad, learn more, to get my free report. Got it. Of everything that's closed and whether it be a neighborhood Whatever, you're given a free report on analytical data. And I'm going to tell you right now, buyers and sellers, just like following the stock market, want to know about that analytical data. Okay. The next one, emotional ads. What is emotional? An emotional ad would be something of like a kid playing on a playground or a kid running across the pond. Okay. When you see the photo, you see the ad, it just oozes emotional. Why do you want an emotional ad? There's four reasons. Number one, empathetic. What is an empathetic situation when it comes to somebody that, let's say, wants to sell a property? My mom and dad 
have lived in their home for over 30 years now. They just put it on the market. If you were a Mike Ferry, Tom Ferry, or Craig Proctor agent that picked up the phone and said, give me your listing, give me your listing, give me your listing, my mom would tune you out as fast as you called. Right. Why? For her, it's not analytical. It's an emotional experience. She is selling her memories, basically. So the ad that would attract my mother would be an ad that conveys empathy, emotion. I, 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 three, with this three boys in my family, three kids in the photo where it says, and the ad reads, it's a treasure chest of memories. Let's get you top dollar when you sell. Cool. That would appeal to my mother right. versus the gunshot approach. Right. Sell your home, I'll get you the top dollar. Right? right? right. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It acknowledges, an emotional ad acknowledges attachment, memory style imagery, and it offers to help somebody. You're not going for the sale, you're going for the help, and you're trying to get that emotional. And third one, hyper-local. Hyper-local ads tells your consumer that you understand the area. Neighborhood specific, identical imagery. So for example, in Naples, we got the Naples Pier, right? Right. That A picture of the Naples Pier or, or a famous monument, the Lely Horses, right? It tells the consumer, you know Naples. Um, neighborhood businesses, maybe you got photos of local businesses. It is, these hyper-local ads establish you as the local expert. The fourth type of ad that you can run, social proof. What is social proof? Social proof is telling your consumers that are on the Facebook platform that it's okay and safe to do business with you. Just listed. Just sold. Testimonials from past clients that did business with you. Mm-hmm. Um, recognizable neighborhoods. So, for example, uh, uh, a picture that shows a home that you sold that said sold in just 16 days. It provokes curiosity. And it's just basically social proof that you are a legitimate business and that it's safe to do business. And in fact, there's a huge benefit to anybody that sees this, that not only is it safe, they're going to have success also if they use you as their realtor. So that talks about the four different types of ads that you can run. There is a secret formula that I want to let the listeners know know about uh, when it comes to Facebook ads. It's called E-R-E-R-S. E-R-E-R-S is the, uh, is the acronym for that. E-R-E-R-S. What does it stand for? The first E, emotional. The second letter, R, rational. The third letter, E, emotional again. The S, social proof. Now, what does this all mean? Multi-million dollar companies have invested a ton of time and a lot of money on social media campaigns, uh, and they just don't whip up an ad and send it on its way. They've put hundreds of man hours into research to trying to understand what works. E-R-E-R-S works in a big way. So for example, I know it's hard because I'm trying to explain this on a, a podcast, but I'll give you an example. At the top, you have a description that you're going to write about your ad. Okay, so we're looking at a Facebook ad right now. Emotional. The very first line, the sentence reads, big decisions are only scary if you know the outcome. Learn your home's true value. The word big decisions is an emotional catchphrase. 
the rational part of that, the R-E-R, learn your home's true value. No fake stuff here. Yeah. No fake news here. Your home's true value. Then the photo itself in the ad is a, is a picture of, let's say, a guy laying on his bed, looking at his iPad, dog on the bed, chilling. It's showing the emotional again, emotional. The R in the headline, rational, expert home value analysis, big, bold letters on the headline. And then finally, the social proof is at the bottom. We sold 189 homes with 90% of their list price in 2018. Who else wants to sell their home for top dollar? E-R-E-R-S. Last one. ADA. A-I-D-A. Another secret ad formula. A stands for attention. Your ad should draw attention. Jar the reader out of their boring lives. I. Interest. You need to engage their mind with unusual, counterintuitive, or fresh info. D. Desire. Engage their heart so they want what you're offering. Then A. Action. Ask them to click the link. Ask them to take the next step. Fill out the form. Click the link. Request more information. Whatever. Don't assume they know what to do. Okay? Now, when you're creating these ads, be loud, be engaging, be relevant. Okay? That is the formula to run in a successful, successful ad. Now, a couple of things I want you to be aware of. Um, And I'm just going to banter here a little bit. Buzzwords. Studies have shown that there's five popular buzzwords that you should run in every ad. The first one, you, Y-O-U. Get that word in all of your ads on Facebook. Why? You is, is, is powerful because it makes you think of yourself when you're reading the ad. Another buzzword, the word free. Why? People love free reports. They love free CMA reports. Get the free list of all the foreclosures in the area. The word free is huge. Another word that's popular, a buzzword in advertising, is the word because. Why? Consumers want answers. So humans are you know, inquisitive. We're constantly asking the question why. And because of that word, because means a lot to us. Instantly. Get your free list of all the foreclosures in your area instantly. Okay? And then finally, the word new. Why? We want to know about the new neighborhoods that are currently available, new construction, things like that. So you free because instantly new, get those buzzwords inside of your ads. Now, before we get into how to stay in front of um, the changes on Facebook, there's several different types of ads that you need to be aware of. The first one is single image ads. You can run video ads. You can run what's called carousel ads. Okay. When you're creating your ad, you're going to want to determine which one of those three, one image, Mm -hmm. multiple images, or video. Test them. That's all I'm going to say is you have the opportunity to test those. Now, as I promised, so we talked about what you can advertise on this 2.2 billion uh, consumer platform called Facebook, okay? Now, I'm going to talk about the changes you need to be aware of, okay? And we're going to wrap it up right now. There's a lot of changes that have happened on Facebook on August 15th where, like I said, a lot of the categories went away, okay? Just because these categories went away doesn't mean that the 2.2 billion people went away. They're still there, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So what can you do 
to constantly make sure that you're utilizing this platform to the way that it's supposed to be used by targeting individuals. Number one, focus on interest targeting. Like I said, if you want to target everybody in Naples that does yoga, you can do that. Mm. Everybody that's a Patriots fan, you can do that. Target them based on their interests, okay, and their behaviors. You know what your consumers look like, okay? Target them. Um, Facebook still collects a ton of data yeah. that you can use to, to, to promote your ad. If you feel that you have an executive home that's perfect mm-hmm. for a doctor or a CEO or, 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 or maybe um, you know, an attorney, target them, okay? Target them. Advanced geo-targeting. Your best friend is going to be when you target based on location. People that recently visited, recently traveled to, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Here's one, though, that I want. This is where we're going to start getting into some real meat. I need everybody that's listening right now to Google or go to YouTube and study everything they can on Facebook pixels. Okay? Here's why. You're doing all this advertising. Okay? You're telling everybody, hey, go to DerekCarlson.com. You're, you're getting people on uh, clicking your ad but might not be filling out the form. You're doing Google ad campaigns. You're all over social media promoting your websites, etc. Well, there's a thing called Facebook pixels that you can add HTML code to your website, to your lead capture pages. Every time a consumer goes to that website mm-hmm. or lead capture page, this code, they call it cookies, <laughs> gets attached to that person's browser. Now, just because they may have or may not have filled out a form, Mm-hmm. you can stalk them until they come back to you. So wow. your ad can constantly be in front of their Pop eyes yeah. over and over again every time they go on Facebook until they make that purchase. It's called Facebook Pixels. Pixels. Okay. Now, so go ahead and install the Facebook Pixels on all your websites so you can start retargeting people. Okay. And here's why that's important. If they're a member of Facebook and they go to your website and you put this pixel, Facebook knows their behaviors. Ooh. They know their uh, their interests. They know everything about this person. Mm. And they know based on their movement on Facebook and the internet, their likes, their dislikes, they know everything. And if they're a buyer, okay, this is going to get crazy now what I'm talking about. If they're a buyer... Facebook will say, okay, this person is this demographic, this interest, this behavior. Mm. We're going to not only let you target them, we're going to let you target what's called a lookalike audience. Oh, wow. Okay. So, for example, if this person happens to be a Maroon 5 fan, the average age is 32, and you've been stalking, I mean, following them and retargeting to them, Facebook's going to say, we got a whole group of people just like them. Wow. And now, if they're a buyer, Facebook's like, these people have common thread yep same movements and it might open up to another eight thousand potential buyers in the naples market mm-hmm. orlando wherever you're from does that make sense absolutely okay I mean, it's gold. Uh, okay okay next one how do you combat the changes email lists custom lists or custom audiences i have that database of fifty thousand people thirteen thousand people are now on facebook they found them they found out of the fifty thousand thirteen thousand members so they've got my leads. 
I can go after lookalike audiences for that too. Unbelievable. Which opens it up to hundreds of thousands of people (laughs) that are very similar in DNA, makeup, demographics, interest, behavior than the list that I provided. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yes. Lookalike audiences. Go Google it, YouTube it, study it, okay? Engagement custom audience. What a better way to nudge your users closer to conversion than by targeting those who are already engaged with you, okay? Same thing. People are engaging with you on social media, on your business page, and so forth. You need to start targeting them more. If somebody ever liked you, um, and again, you could set this up through pixels, okay? okay? You want to make sure that you have the ability to retarget them, okay? That's all I'm going to say is retarget them. Now, a couple last couple tips on how to combat the changes of Facebook. I told you one of the categories that went away was called likely to move. Okay, so when I was creating my ads in the past, I I could say Naples, give me everybody in Naples, Zuckerberg, with the category likely to move. That category is gone. But what I could have done, and you could still find this information online, is when I typed in likely to move, there's a thing that said suggestions. So Zuckerberg said likely to move is very close to these nine suggestions. Zillow, moving, et cetera, et cetera. Those categories are still there. Wow. So even though the category likely to move is gone, the suggested interests of similar people are there. So if you're trying to target people that were likely to move, uh, Facebook's determined those are the same people that go to (laughs) Zillow.com. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, A couple other things. We talked about pixels. Make sure you add them to all your websites. Lookalike audiences we talked about. Here's another one. When you get into the ads manager, go to audience insights. Type in those words like Zillow or moving. Okay. They'll give you a bunch of more suggestions on what you can target. Okay. Cool. Again, Google or go to YouTube and type in Facebook audience insights for realtors. Uh, A couple of other tips. Now more than ever, if you want to take advantage of this $2.2 billion uh, person, not billion dollar, 2.2 billion person platform, join every group you can on Facebook ads because there's people out there a lot smarter than me, a lot smarter than you that are coming up with the secret formula on a day-to-day basis. Mm. And whenever there's changes, it doesn't mean you stop doing something. It just means that you find a better way. Yep. Join as many Facebook ads groups as humanly possible and become a master of that. Watch current YouTube videos. Google the subject. Uh, there's a guy that I would follow. I think he's the top real estate uh, guru when it comes to Facebook ads. His name's Travis Thom, T-H-O-M. Follow Travis. Uh, brilliant when it comes to Facebook ads. All he does is real estate ads for Facebook. Absolutely brilliant. At the end of the day, guys and gals, 2.2 billion people take advantage of the of the platform get involved and I'll give you one last testimonial I've had one of my top agents at the company she went to this live training last week she's built her entire career doing other things other than Facebook she sent me a testimonial last night true story okay testimonial last night saying that after the class last week she finally started running Facebook ads in the last week, she has generated two live leads. One's for $1.5 million, wow. The other one's 2.3. And she was raving like, I should have jumped on board sooner. She has been at my company for over a year now, about a year and a half. 
and she finally got on board and look what happened. Two deals that are going to probably pay her when they close about a hundred and something thousand dollars, all because she chose to go to my Facebook class last Wednesday. And this is somebody that didn't need to do it, was already having wild success. Mm-hmm. All she did was learn another trick, added another tool to her tool belt so she can make her and her family more money, more efficiently. And I'm going to tell you right now, 2.2 billion people. I uh, know. And I'm going to wrap this up there with 2.2 billion people. And not, and and you people, the 92% of realtors that are not in here jumping on this thing. I mean, you got to be kidding me on this. And Derek, I mean, this is so invaluable information. This is a gold mine. You're teaching these people here. I'm jealous. No, I'm not jealous, but I'm just so excited. This is a great thing you have yeah. going here. But but once again, I really appreciate you for talking about the Facebook yeah. ads and the changes here on Facebook. And here's the thing, Anthony. I know it's hard because, I mean, everything is visual, right? This mm-hmm. is, and, and I'm trying to do this on a podcast. I'm hoping the consumers are understanding. Listen, if there's only one thing that you can hear on this, become a Facebook ads expert. That's, yeah. it, I could literally have taken this hour and a half and said the one thing, but nobody would listen to me. I needed to break it down to you. All right. At the end of the day, I am pointing you. I am begging you for your family. Become a Facebook ads expert because there's going to, right now, I don't know of anything else that you can target consumers, buyers, and sellers like you can on this platform. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you, Derek. With uh, that said, this is the Lead Generation Lab Podcast, the science of real estate agent marketing. Let's go. Mm-hmm.